Hey everybody, I'm Julia. I'm Miranda. And we're here to do one thing. Put the P in raspberry. And just like the P in raspberry, everything we're about to say is completely pointless. Every week, Julia and I will give our unwanted opinions on all things pop culture. Because what the world needs now more than ever is another flamboyantly beguiling duo with a podcast that contributes absolutely nothing to society. Enjoy. Enjoy. And you know what? 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 Peter 1, Peter 2, and Peter 3. I have one sentence for you, and it's this. Can we be choogy? And speaking of choogy... <laughs> no one's going to know what that means. <laughs> you guys better look it up. Speaking of choogy... Toby Maguire's choogy. And Andrew Garfield gets mm-hmm. a little bit choogy. Andrew Garfield gets a little bit choogy because I know he's walking around mm-hmm. with those little mustache shirts saying, I mm-hmm. mustache you a question. And it's a photo of a mustache, I suppose. I know he has okay, those. Okay, Tom's Peter is wearing those shirts with, like, find the X. Here it is. Okay, Tom's Peter needs a new wardrobe, <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. But hi, everybody. My name is Julia, and I'm here today with my best friend in the entire universe. Miranda. And we're going to talk about quite possibly the worst movie ever made, and I say that because it is so good. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, Miranda, tell the listeners the journey we've been on to even record this episode because it's traumatized us so intensely we didn't want to talk about it please give a little bit of insight at least as to what that he double hockey sticks this means to us because this is not a normal episode okay first of all let me just start at the beginning Mm -hmm. if you didn't listen to last week's episode which what is wrong with you like what's going on yeah it's about tom dea like hello or you just like skip the first 45 seconds. I don't Upsetting. know what's wrong with you. Okay. Julia, uh, I, it actually makes me so sad. I can't even this. say this. Julia was supposed to come to New York City and meet up with me and see No Way Home in the biggest IMAX screen in the country with me. In the country, yeah. On opening night. And Julia tested positive for COVID. Which is happening to a lot of people. It's understandable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad you're better now. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, I I will forever be sad that we didn't see it together for the first time. I I can't tell you how many people have contacted me and been like, wait, Julia, you haven't seen Spider-Man yet? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because I literally, my friend actually told me yesterday, she goes... I would have thought you'd seen it early. Like, my friend was like, I would have thought <laughs> before you would have seen it before it even came out. That's literally what she said. And I go, girl, I was technically supposed to. I was technically supposed to, okay? On the biggest IMAX screen in the country. So you tell me. And it's so upsetting because – and I don't want to generalize, guys. But I just thought I was the type of person that would not get COVID because I'm sorry. <laughs> it just seems like a type of person gets it. Whatever. And we now see with the new strain, it's just anybody. Yeah, she's anybody. she's burrowing herself inside of anybody's bodies, and you know, great, it's pop my COVID cherry, but it's just terrible timing. But I'm thankful, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm lucky, and I was finally able to see 
No Way Home. But before we talk about my friend Peter Parker, I just want to point out to you guys, this is another unedited episode. I'm starting to love these unedited, unfiltered episodes. Mm -hmm. This is especially going to be unfiltered because we're going to say whatever the hell we want. And I'm loving these because it gets to show you guys the real us. And I think it's important to our mental health that we don't need to spend seven hours editing. I think that's really important. Yeah, it's winter break. I'm not doing anything girl it's winter break we are sleeping but let me just say going back to our journey on the way to recording this episode yeah julia and i have been procrastinating this for a few days now Mm -hmm. multiple we're recording this on tuesday night it's technically supposed to be up already we're recording this at 1 31 a.m it's supposed to be up one and a half hours ago (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it's late but we really, if you've seen the movie, which if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, Gonna turn assume. it off. Yeah. What is wrong with you? But like this movie ruined our lives. And that's not an exaggeration. And there's so much noise happening in my house right now. I'm really annoyed. But anyway, this movie ruined our lives. We didn't want to talk about it. Julia saw this two days ago. Okay. I saw it like 10 days ago, almost two weeks ago. And so I've had time. I had time to like. You've had the time. Pretend it didn't happen and then process it and then go back to pretending it didn't happen because I'm upset. And yeah, we just were procrastinating. That's it. Like we didn't want to talk about it. It's depressing. I don't know what to tell you. We were just on FaceTime for over an hour before even recording this. Just talking about this movie because... We need to get our minds straight. I'm going to be honest and say something really bold and really brave right now. And that is that Spider-Man No Way Home ruined who I am as a person. I don't believe I'm an individual anymore, nor do I have any source of happiness. Miranda told me after seeing the movie that I was like better off not seeing it. I was whatever. And I thought it was the typical over-exaggeration, like the type of thing when like Zendaya arrives on a red carpet. And I'm like, you know what? You're better off not even seeing her because you're going to poop your pants. <laughs> but this was extremely serious. So like she could not have been exaggerated. Like it was like, listen, guys, at the core of my body. So it, for anyone who doesn't know me in person, right? Okay. I have a body. I have a shell. I have skin. I have all these no things. No way. Okay? And I have a body. And it's skin, and then when you move in closer, it's muscle, it's bone, and in the core of it, in the core of it, is drama. It's drama. And that's what I've been built off of, and that's how my parents named me Julia, because it was sort of like drama, Julia, drama, Julia. It sort of went hand in hand. And the core of me is drama. And I thought Miranda was just being drama. Typical tea party Mm -hmm. fanatic. She's having a little pinky raise in the ass. She's going, Drama! No. When I tell you guys, when I tell you guys, Spider-Man No Way Home, whenever I talk about it, it's a growth, a growth, it's a gross, under-exaggeration. Under. Under. Because, and here's the thing, you guys, I don't find that movie funny. And Miranda knows, I have this group chat with a lot of internet friends, and I always refer to John Watts as my husband. Miranda knows this. John Watts and I, for some reason, I have a sticky suspicion. If you don't know, John Watts is the director of He's the director, yes. Tom Holland's um, Spider-Man movies. And for some reason, I have this suspicion that if I met John Watts in person and we were the same age and all this stuff, 
that we would be romantically entwined. We would get married. We'd have a few kids. We'd live in the suburbs. We'd be richer than most. It'd be a whole thing, right? And I feel so personally connected to Tom Spider-Man because of John Watts. And I always leave the theater being like, yeah, you know, you're welcome, you guys. My boyfriend did that. He's really talented. And then after Far From Home, I was like, yeah, we got married. My husband's so talented. After No Way Home, I, I don't recognize him anymore. I let's just let's just dive right into the movie because I don't even wanna I don't wanna go into my divorce. It's been messy, it's been a whole thing. And I do wanna say really quickly for everybody listening, I know you want me to address the elephant in the room. Happy birthday, Timothy Chalamet. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, ignoring that. I do not blame John Watts as much as I blame Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal. Okay. If you don't know who they are, look it up. But yeah. Like, it's, it's them. They wanted Peter to have no one. Mm-hmm. No one. Literally no one. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame John Watts for that. That's their decision. I know it. I know Amy Pascal is walking around with her crazy ass looking hair. And is like, yeah, I need Peter Parker to be completely alone. Oh, Amy Pascal's violent, okay? She has no idea. She has no idea what we need. If you want to walk around saying Peter Parker needs to be alone, it's because you're violent, okay? Let's start from the top. Let's go back to the get-go because I want to say the first thing in this movie that shocked me, the very first thing in this movie that shocked me, Julia Kay, is that... In the trailer, we see that Peter Parker is like, I want, you know, people to forget that I'm Spider-Man, whatever. And then Doctor Strange is like, okay, everyone's going to forget Peter Parker's Spider-Man. He's like, whoa, 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 what about MJ and blah, blah, blah. And that's basically the trailer. And then we see him on this journey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or as the Italians say, et cetera. <laughs> but, and I love, I love this. This is the thing that will give Spider-Man No Way Home. The trailer was completely misleading in a beautiful mm-hmm. way. The movie basically right away gets right into this whole Doctor Strange line. Peter's like, you know, no one can know that I'm Spider-Man. And right away, once Peter's saying, wait, everybody, Doctor Strange is like stopping the spell and he's destroying these spells and he keeps making new spells to accommodate Peter's needs. And I loved that because right away I was like, okay, the trailer is completely a trick. Mm-hmm. The, you know, yeah. the trailer is so misleading. It showed us basically the obvious and then they went the other route. And I love mm-hmm. that. So I was I already that. like, we're in for such a treat because I have no idea what's going to happen. Genuinely. I only saw the trailer too. I didn't watch any of the previews, like the the little um, early clips, early release clips, whatever. So I was like, this is fantastic emo. And then we kept going, we kept going, we kept going. And I never, I mean... With this whole villains thing, oh, they're from another universe, you got to capture them all and bring them back here. I never in a million years thought that's what the movie was. So I was like, this is great. Mm. This is awesome. We're going to go on this cool well, journey. Well, it makes sense. And I'm, you know, I'm in a lot of film classes, guys, and we go over all these beats. And I was like, oh, this is, this is a hero's journey right here. This is the, this is the uh, move into act two. There we Can go. I interrupt? Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I remember watching the trailer there's, like, stuff where it's, like, clips of, like, Doctor Strange talking and Peter talking. And, like, the thing about, like, him wanting to save the villains or whatever and Strange being, like, in their universes, they all are killed by Peter Parker. Right, they're all dark. Yeah. I remember watching the trailer and being, like, 
no way the plot is Peter Parker trying to save these villains. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then that literally is the plot. Like, that is the plot. I mean, not the whole thing, obviously, but... Well, from the trailer, I thought the plot was him trying to live his life and these villains coming to just get him. Well, they kept talking about in interviews about, like, Tom's like, oh, yeah, Peter Parker is dealing with fame. They know he's Spider-Man. Like, you get to see this journey of him dealing with fame. Yeah, you barely get to see that within the first, like, 30 minutes no. of the movie. Well, okay, so let's talk about... So, me and Miranda's first complaint, because Miranda and I, full disclosure, FaceTime before this, because we're chatty Cathy's. Yeah. And we were talking about... Oh, I don't even want to say it. Because <laughs> what I'm going to say implies what happens later. Mm. But we were talking about the fact that we didn't get a lot of scenes with Aunt May and MJ, which I'm sure you listeners are saying, and we never will because Aunt May is a word no. I'm not even going to say. So, okay. So, can of course, say, let's stay in. Yeah. Wait, can I just shout out my friend? I saw this movie with not Julia, but luckily I was able to see it with other friends. And my friend Marissa, I'm shouting you out if you're listening, is named after Marissa Tomei. For real. Oh my god. I know, isn't that so cute? I didn't know and that, yeah. When she, when I saw the movie, it was actually her second time seeing it. She saw it two times in a row, which is just insanity. But when the Aunt May scene came up, she literally got out of her seat, went down on the ground in front of our seats, and, like, hunched down with her, like, face towards the ground because she could not deal with it. She loves Aunt May. She loves Marissa Tomei. And I was like, because obviously it was my first time seeing it, I was like, no, no, no. I mean, I knew it was coming because of that. With great power comes great responsibility line. I was like, mm, well, We both fuck. said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miranda and I both I said like, that. Oh I said God. in our group chat, I said, I really didn't believe it was, you know, sort of real and sort of happening. And then she goes, Peter, with great power must also come great responsibility. I love how they changed the line a little bit, too. They added the yeah. little one-liner. And I was like, fuck. Because she said mm-hmm. that, and I was like, yeah, exactly. fuck. That's going to be like, her, shit. like, quote-unquote, last words. Moment. Yeah. I was so upset by that. I – this is the thing. I mean – MCU Aunt May is fucking fantastic. The best Aunt May. Like, so great. And Marissa Tomei is... I mean, how do you not just want to nestle into her bosom and, like, have her stroke your hair and tell you everything's all right? Like, that is... If your parents are deceased and you need an aunt to take care of you in Queens, New York, and you're struggling with puberty and also Spider-Man-ism and having a girlfriend and making time for your best friend and defeating all these villains, that is the fucking woman you want. Yeah. Right there. Aunt May. It's Marissa Tomei. Like, that's a big deal. No, that's what I'm saying. Right. (sighs) Even if Aunt May wasn't my aunt. And I just saw Marissa Tomei on the TV. I'd be like, oh, I wanted to be my aunt. Like, I would. I, yeah. I'm i still processing. Because like Marina said, I literally just saw this movie. I am still processing the fact that I can't even say it. There's no way. Mar- There's no way. Like, I'm. Dude, when that happened. And so this is my problem. So. I, like I said, I'm supposed to see it with Miranda. Miranda and I, when there's a really important movie in our lives, we see it together, like we did with Dune. And I saw this movie with my friend, who's not obviously even close to where we are with like 
Marvel Obsession, Peter Parker Obsession, Tom Holland Obsession, Zendaya Obsession, Tom Daya Obsession, all these things. And I felt embarrassed because I was like, I don't want to have a huge reaction to stuff mm. when this is not the right friend to do it with. When Aunt May D-worded, and I'm literally going to cry right now because, oh my God. Here's my thing. Okay, so I've been watching, so when I was quarantined, I was like, let me watch Toby's trilogy because the first movie came out a year after I was born. I've seen his movies before, but I don't remember any of it except for like the second half of the third movie because I guess mm. that was just when I was like old enough to like make memories. But <laughs> right at this, at the second, right when the movie hit the half, right when point, it hit the like, midpoint, I'm old enough. To my remember. brain started remembering. Yeah. Well, no, I remember the second half of the movie. My uncle put on one day on the TV, and I remember being very sexually attracted to James Franco, and I remember that whole fight scene mm. at the end, whatever. But so I was watching the whole Toby trilogy again. And yes, Uncle Ben dies. Okay? Yes. But he still has his Aunt May. I just but can't get thing. over. Sorry to interrupt. But when Uncle Ben dies in both Toby and Andrew's movies, you do not yet have any type of emotional connection to him. Like you're like, yeah, he's right, his not uncle. At all. He's like his legal guardian or whatever. But you're not you know, so connected right. to him. Whereas Marissa Tomei's Aunt May, you're getting to know her over the course of several movies. And you oh, love yes. her. And oh, then, yes. Like, oh, my God. And here's my – This is. I think this is what went through the, you know, filmmakers' minds as well, was the fact that Tom Holland's Spider-Man, the big contrast between his Spider-Man and Toby and Andrew's is that he does not have this, like, violent killing background. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't had to do that. Like, you know, he hasn't, it hasn't been as, as dark, if that makes sense. So I think they were like, you know what? When we give him this death, we got to make it even more emotional. So let's give him this death after establishing all these relationships. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like so upsetting because... I, I love Aunt May. Like, you don't even get it, guys. I have dreams. I have actual, literal, serious dreams about Aunt May and MJ, about me and Aunt May. I have this dream where I'm Storm, and for some reason I join Spider-Man's plotline, and I come in, and I gossip with May, and it's a whole thing. Like, I'm just, I still can't believe they did that. And I think, like, yes, arguably it was necessary. But it was just the way it was so early in the movie and everything and Peter is supposed to keep going on with that. I was telling Miranda before this. The crazy thing is, if you strip away the superhero part of it, if you strip away all these things, Peter on that building after Aunt May was murdered is a kid, a high schooler, whose only guardian is his aunt. He's lost his mentor in Iron Man. He's lost his parents. He's lost his uncle. And he has this aunt. She's his only person. And she just died in his arms. And now his two friends are coming to, like, give him this little hug. But he has to just move right on with his life. And I was like, this is crazy. Because if this was real life, if this was, like, not a superhero, whatever, you would turn to that poor boy, my poor Peter Parker, and you would be like, hi, lay in bed for two weeks straight and cry your eyes out every day. 
You're going to make Because how cry. tragic. How tragic. Like, I, I think about this all the time. And I'm like, you know, the, the magic of the movies, this is supposed to be realistic. Great. But if it's realistic, I want somebody to check in on him because he needs therapy now. I'm so upset. Like, I was looking at that shot and I was like, this isn't fair. And, like, that's the scene where Toby and Andrew came in as well, which was great. But I'm like, he shouldn't have to have these quick turnarounds. Guys, let me just say, let me just describe my reactions to the things that you're talking about. When Aunt May was murdered... I I cry at movies all the time. Like I love to Me cry too. at a movie. Yeah. It's really cathartic. Love it. But I have never sobbed so hard. I was holding my friend's hand. I was shaking and sobbing. Like I'm not exaggerating whatsoever. At Aunt May. And then three minutes later. Andrew comes on and I'm screaming. I'm like kicking my legs up with joy. I'm not even kidding. I was like, they did that to mess with the. I I think they wanted this movie to be iconic and therefore they're like, we need to make people vomit. And a good way to do that is like extreme depression mixed with like extreme joy (laughs) just together. Yeah. Back and forth constantly. Because that's how I was. You know what I can't believe too? I can't believe that. The scene where Andrew and Toby joined the movie was with just Ned and MJ. I know, right? I and was extremely was surprised. First, well, Andrew really being first good. makes sense, though. Yeah, I guess. But because I, 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 because at least my audience cheered louder for Toby. That's a very yeah. uh, this is oh, the thing. Yeah, so I think yeah, the yeah. I think the filmmakers were really smart in knowing audience reactions to all the different Spider-Mans or all the different Peter Parkers. So they were really smart because they played up this Andrew being self-deprecating type character because he definitely gets the most hate. He doesn't get the most love. Mm -hmm. Toby is this big nostalgia factor. So they were like, let's have him second because you, of course, want the bigger cheers second. And also let's have him not even in the Spider-Man suit. So it's like, whatever. Um. But I just couldn't believe. I mean, I turned to my friend and I was like, Zendaya and Jacob are the ones in this scene? Like, that was actually really cool for me. Because I think that that was also sort of this, like, yeah, Ned and MJ are, like, they're important and they're legit. And, like, stop just overwriting them. Yeah. It's so different to the other Spider-Man movies because I guess Gwen Stacy's pretty involved, but, like... I mean, I haven't seen Toby's movies in a really long time, but his MJ is way, 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 way different than Zendaya's MJ. And like, I think MJ right, that's what so it was. I think, and it's just really I think cool. they were like Zendaya's MJ and like Jacob's Ned are a part of Spider-Man's story. They mm-hmm. can't be separate. And I think that was great because, like, you know, we've heard all the comments of oh, Zendaya's just in it because she's famous and all this stuff and whatever. And I think it was like, no, 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 these characters are important. They're the entire reason why Toby and Andrew are a part of this story was because Ned got Doctor Strange's ring. They're the entire reason. So I think that was so cool to me. I I think that also for me solidified there's no way they can die, like in this movie at least. I was like, there's no way. Which I didn't think they were going to anyways. I know that everybody was saying 
that Toby and Andrew were going to be in it. I kind of came to a point, I mean, there were some leaks where I was like, this looks very real, and turns out they were real. <laughs> but I kind of was at a point was where, like, yeah, if they're in it, I'll be super happy. I'm sure that will be great. Like, it'll be super, like, nostalgic. I'll love it. But if they're not in it, like, I'm still going to love it, and I'm still going to be happy. Exactly. And to be honest, when I sat down for the movie, so much other stuff was happening where I almost, like, I remember literally at a certain point, I was like, oh, yeah, Andrew and Toby might be in this. Yeah. So I just sort of forgot because, like, so much other stuff, even though right at the beginning of my showing, when the lights dimmed, some guy in my theater yelled, let's go, Toby. I was like, okay. But then I immediately <laughs> forgot. I was like, I'm focused on and what's happening And that's what's so great about it. It was such mm. this, like, surprise factor. I mean, I thought they were going to be in it. But I thought it was going to be like a final battle scene and they were going to like mm. appear out yeah, of thin air. Yeah, I thought it was going to be much shorter. Right. I thought they were going to appear out of thin air, help Tom and go on. You know, I had no idea it was going to happen the way that it did or that it was going to be as long as it was. I think that was amazing. I mean, you know, and listen, I'm I'm not nostalgic the way that like the 35-year-old mm-hmm. audience members are. Like I said, the first Toby movie came out a year after I was born, so I certainly was not, you know, having a connection to it. But I really appreciate that. And I think it was done in a way that showed all of these Spider-Men are so worthy. And like I said, I think they were really smart with, you know, playing on how the audience already interprets their characters. Like I said, Andrew was self-deprecating because the audience totally doesn't like support him and then Toby was acting all old. and so, I mean, he is old. He probably wasn't even an act. He probably showed up at set and was like, my back hurts. And they're like, yeah, let's add that in the script. But, you know, Toby's was acting all old. And even Andrew's being named number three and all this stuff. And Tom's being the most youthful. It was really, really smart because it showed such an understanding of, like, how the audience feels. And I think that's why mm-hmm. audience members, regardless of age, regardless of who their favorite Spider-Man is, all this stuff, was able to connect. And I'm sorry, I literally almost cried. My favorite part in the entire movie is when Jamie Foxx goes, there must be a black Spider-Man somewhere out there. Yes. I literally, me it and this other so person bad. right under me go, aww, at the same mm-hmm. time. And my friend I was with, I, I don't know if yelled, she knows. Miles! Yeah, I don't know if my friend with me knows about the existence of Miles Morales. I, You know, she didn't have a reaction. I have no idea. But that was so – that was such a cute moment because it's one of those things where, I mean, you really can be a viewer of this movie and not know Miles Morales exists. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, people see Marvel movies all the time and they're just casual viewers. And I was like, that is such a sweet – and I love that. I just loved it. It was coming from a black man, you know, saying yeah. there must be – like, that was just so sweet. So sweet. And Miles Morales, I think everyone agrees, Into the Spider-Verse is such mm-hmm. a – you know, beautiful, successful, amazing film. And I loved knowing that, yes, we have Andrew, Toby, and Tom together, but they're still not going to forget about, there can also be a Spider-Man that's not Peter Parker. Like, I literally just loved that moment. I I did not at all think they were going to mention him. It's so quintessential to who Spider-Man is, because Spider-Man can be anyone, and, like, that's the entire point of it. Right, And so it's really, really beautiful. And can I just say, I was so happy with the audience that I saw it with 
and yes, I will be forever sad that Julia was not there, but I think I got really lucky with, like, such a reactive audience, and I felt really comfortable to just, like, be yelling shit at the screen mm-hmm. in a really, really fun way, and I love, I mean, New York City audiences are always really wonderful, but you could just tell that it meant so much to people. Yeah, really, well, especially really you're showing, if they're seeing it that early... Mm-hmm. They had to buy tickets so far in advance. It obviously means something to them. And I was really grateful that I had to see it so late, but my audience was still super reactive. And that was really yeah. cool because it just went to show that even people who like, you know, a lot of people in my theater were like parents, like they were going to see it with their kids and stuff. And I was like, that's awesome because it's definitely people that just didn't have the time to sit there and book tickets at midnight and stuff. But they still love Spider-Man. They still love this story. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my god, what? Oh, okay, so and let's also, talk about. Wait, let me oh, go ahead, finish please. talking about Andrew and Toby really quick. Mm-hmm. It also, like, especially at the end when they're hugging and stuff, mm-hmm. it just makes me so crazy happy to think about how Tom is the baby Spider-Man and he's the most recent and it's like he's taking on this mantle that these other two guys have had before. And the fact that they were, like, that is just, like, such a scene of love and, like, mutual Dude, imagine Tom when he first got the script. Exactly. And it said, like, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man enters. Like, I I can't even imagine Tom's, like, complete disbelief. I mean, that is, that's the type of thing that, you know a fan dreams of and that's really what tom is like that's essentially to his core tom is like this little boy that was a fan of spider-man and oh my god i can't even imagine how happy he was and even just the fact that he got to hang out on set with these guys i mean imagine being a little boy so if it came out in 2002 tom was like what like six or so Mm -hmm. So imagine, literally, it's probably one of the first ever movies he, like, really remembers well, right? Imagine, like, seeing this movie, whatever, you love Toby, then you're watching Andrews, and all of a sudden, someone's like, not only are they going to be in your movie, but you're going to be filming with them. I mean, they must have filmed together for a long time. They were in a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of scenes together. Like, yeah. it makes me so happy to know that there's such this discussion on the internet, there's such discourse of who's the best Spider-Man. And Tom's like, it doesn't matter. We all get to be together. Like that. I I still, I mean, watching that, like random shots they were in, I was like, I can't believe they're even on the screen right now. Like, what's going on? Like I kept I turning to my friend and being like, there's no way Andrew's like on this screen. Like that was just insane. That shot where they all swing through the air together and they all land. Yes. Everyone was cheering like crazy. I was we were so screaming. happy. Oh my God, it was so good. That was beautiful. Like that was like. There's no way you can make that movie and not include those shots. That was beautiful. And another thing I wanted to mention was Miranda and I were talking about this beforehand. I'm so thankful for the runtime of this movie Mm -hmm. because if that movie was a minute shorter, it would not have had the same effect. There were such amazing little clips that were just them like joking together and just like comic relief and just us. You know what I love? So they saw, obviously there were really funny parts where they were realizing, okay, we're the same person. We're all Peter Parker, just from different dimensions. So they would all respond to Ned and they would all talk the same and all this stuff. 
But then it was so great because there were so many scenes where you realize, but they're all different. You know, they're all different ages, mm-hmm. for example. So Toby Spider-Man needed his back cracked. And, you know, they have different personalities, like Andrew Spider-Man being the most insecure, but then Tom's being the most sort of hopeful because he's the youngest and Toby's being the one that's most like yeah I got this guys and being very neutral and like cheering Andrew Spidey up and stuff like that that was like and then you know Tom's being the most teamwork type person because he was in the Avengers I loved that too because it was like this declaration of like you can have a preference towards whatever Spider-Man you like whatever but they're individuals. Like, yes, they're all Peter Parker, but these are different stories. Like, these are different lives yeah. lived. It doesn't matter. I loved so all the little scenes together. Like, it was so necessary. And, and to be honest, there was so much fan service. Like, so much of it was for the fans. And I know mm-hmm. that some people, like, didn't like that. And the part of that I can understand is, like, if you're annoyed that old ass dude bros who like love Tobey Maguire Spider-Man are like super happy because there was all this fan service blah, blah blah I understand being annoyed at that completely but I love a good fan service I loved everything that you just said I loved they did the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other they did it twice actually mm-hmm. I loved them calling Andrew Spider-Man amazing. I loved Andrew being like, am I Peter too? And just like everything. I really enjoyed it. Shut your mouth. (laughs) When Andrew dove to save MJ. And okay, here's Oh my God, yeah. So in the trailer, we see MJ falling. (sighs) Oh my God. And everyone was like, she's obviously not going to die. Because that's how Gwen dies. So why would they ever reveal mm-hmm. her death like that in the trailer or whatever? And everybody right away was like, Andrew yeah. Spidey is going to save her yeah. to make up for the whole Gwen thing. And I actually said, I don't really want Andrew Spidey to save her because I want I want Tom Spidey to still be, you know, Spider-Man. I want him to still be worthy. I, you know, I don't want it to be, oh, Tom Spidey had to fail in order for Andrews to, you know, succeed. All this stuff. I didn't want it, right? The way that it happened in the movie was perfect. It was very casual, first of all. I thought it was going to be, like, a very dramatic, like, the last scene in the movie and then Andrew saves the day. It was very casual. So it wasn't, you know, like, Thomas Spidey super failed. It was, like, just very casual. That was a beautiful moment. And, oh, my God. That was great. Because more than anything, fans of The Amazing Spider-Man complain he never got this redemption. He literally, his girlfriend died and just, you know, that was it, whatever. Yeah. This was a beautiful moment. And I, I loved how Tom, in Tom's world, right, they weren't there to experience Andrew Spider-Man. They didn't know about any of this. And still, Andrew and MJ sort of had this moment of mm-hmm. like, she was like, are you okay? And he was like, I'm okay. And he was like, cry. like, that was... Ooh, that was so good. And I loved going back a little bit too. I loved all the Peters telling Tom's Peter, I lost my Uncle Ben. I lost my Gwen Stacy. Or he actually said I lost my MJ. That was so sweet to me because, you know, one of the things about Peter Parker is he's so young and he's so kind of naive and all these things that happened to him, no one can relate to. You know what I mean? It's such Mm -hmm. unique things that happened to him. He has a very just shitty background. And for these two boys to show up that are literally him in other dimensions and be like, oh, yeah, dude, that happened to us. Yeah. Like, that was, like, 
He needed that. He needed that. And like, yes. I'm going to start crying. I know. Miranda literally has tears in her eyes right now. Ned and MJ, here's the port system a thousand percent, but he needed to hear like this happened to me and mm-hmm. I felt the same way you're feeling right now and like I'm still here today, whatever. Like I, oh, I think this movie more than anything, you know, I always watch the Spider-Man movies and I'm like, yo. Peter Parker has serious mental health issues. And the stuff that happens to him, I'm like, this is like trauma. Not like traumatizing. It is traumatizing. Like, it's like Mm -hmm. really, really messed up. And watching this movie, I was like, okay, yeah. I feel like we see Peter Parker's mental health struggle. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't watch this movie and deny it anymore. You know what I mean? And it was like really, really great because – I love, I mean, I feel like people know this about me. I love realistic movies. I mean, I like stylization in the sense of like the background turns rainbow, but I don't like movies that are unrealistic in the sense of like girl bumps into boy at work and then four months later sees him again and he just so happens to be looking for a girl to bring to his mom's dinner. Like, you know what I mean? I don't like unrealistic (laughs) in that sense. I like stylization. I like camp, all that stuff. But this Spider-Man movie, more than anyone, really showed, like, yeah, if you're the 17-year-old, 18-year-old boy, and you've lost your aunt, and you die in your arms, and this has happened to you, 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 you're going to be fucking miserable. And you're going to want to kill these people, and you're going to want to do this, you're going to want to do that. And you know what? It makes perfect sense that this, like, 40-year-old man would need to kind of help him. and You know what I mean? Like, all this stuff. Yeah, of course. Perfect. And, like, uh, like even, like, having Tony Stark as a mentor, he understands a little bit, but it really is so different because Tony started much older than Peter did. Right. And honestly adult, yeah. has not lost nearly as many people as Peter has lost. I mean, Tony's dead, but, like, talking about it in the past. Mm-hmm. He just, you're right, he really needed the, he really needed himself, literally, to say, I've had these same experiences, and, you know, you'll get through it. And also, can I just rewind a little and say something about the idea of Andrew Garfield and Zendaya working together makes me so happy. Andrew Garfield is so sexy. I'm horny. I just, I know they would be best friends. I know. And here's the thing, too, can I just say... About the fan service that you're mentioning. I thought I was going to get a little bit annoyed when I realized they were introduced so early. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get a little bit annoyed. Because I was like, I don't want... My fear going into the movie was I don't want Tom Spider-Man to be overshadowed by these yeah. other two Spider-Men. And the biggest complaint people have about Tom's movies is, oh, he's not his own person. Oh, he's Iron Man's like kid, basically. He can't do anything for himself, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, if that's people's complaints, I don't want Andrew and Toby then taking over this movie and whatever. But I think the reason why it was so good, at least in my opinion, was that yes, there was like fan service moments, but they almost always included Tom as well. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, oh, let's like pacify and appease Toby fans. It was like, yes, we're going to get Toby fans inside it because he's in it, whatever. But he's here to help Tom Spidey and... We're going to see that they're all great Spider-Men because of each other. Like, type, the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was great. And it was still, like, 
it was because it's still in in Tom's Peter's world. So like stuff like even Andrew's Peter being like, I lost my MJ or like Gwen was my MJ is like referring back to Tom's Peter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like it's still I feel like it was still very well centered around him. And yeah, I feel like now we should talk about the stuff that we hated about this movie and made us very upset. Okay. I can't think of one thing about this movie that would make me upset. Guys, Julia and I literally just took a break from recording. (laughs) (laughs) We just took a 10 minute drink, Mm -hmm. pee, and relax break. Fully 10 minute break to serve our conscience. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about something important. And that is Peter MJ. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know by now that Miranda and I, I'm going to try to say this in the least exaggerated way I know. Basically, if Miranda and I were to die, if Miranda and I were to, I don't know, be forced to end our lives, it would be on behalf of Peter MJ. If I had the choice between Peter MJ being together, and by that I mean Tom's Peter and Zendaya's MJ, or me living another day, you know what the answer would be. It'd be Peter MJ being together. So, the way that I want to talk about this is basically talking about how amazing they are. And before we say anything, there are two things I want to mention about Peter MJ first. The first thing is when it's the very beginning of the movie, they're swinging around New York City, MJ's, she's scared, she's, girl, I get it. They're swinging around New York City and she has to hop on him and she jumps Jumps on up his there. lap, straddles yes, him like she's done it a thousand times. I mean, okay, here's the thing about Peter MJ's <laughs> relationship in the MCU that's really funny is you don't even really quite understand how close they are, if that makes sense. And then when they do sort of random things like that that are so casual, it's sort of like, where do you end and your relationship starts? But they do that, and then they're going into the window, well, I and feel Peter's like, helping her into the window. Let me say, in this okay. movie, I feel like you really start to understand how close they are, and like that's one thing that I do love about this movie. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. So they're getting in the window, Peter's pushing her in, and he moves his hand down, he pushes her butt up, and he really <laughs> quickly and subtly goes, Sorry! Sorry. <laughs> so cute, like... You guys don't get it. And, and the so reason why Peter. I saw this tweet was because somebody quoted it and said they don't make men like Peter Parker anymore. And I've literally been saying this since day one. When I went back and watched Toby's movies, I was like, regardless of who is playing Peter Parker, like, he's just, like, a great character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he is the sweetest. Just, I... Mm, he's so mm. sweet. He's so smart. He's literally a superhero. Like... Mm-hmm. What else would you want? No, he's great. And I, the thing that's great about Peter Parker is no matter how many girls do show an interest in him or whatever, like, he'll always have his eye on one person. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that just simply doesn't happen in the real world. And it's gorgeous and it's romantic and it's erotic and it's life-changing. 
So I, I oh him pushing NJ and I mean so my friend every single time Peter NJ interacted in the slightest turned to me and like kind of laughed and smiled because I'm known as the Tom Day slut. I mean that's like my my legal middle name at this point. You know how celebrities have the quotations in between their name like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean I'm literally Julia the Tom Day slut Peterkins. Like that's like you know my thing. So this movie was really hard for me to swallow because Peter MJ was on a whole different plane. And then there's another time. So that was the first thing I want to talk about. Second thing I want to talk about is at the end. Mm. Peter Tuff MJ. She's not going to remember him and all this stuff. And they share a kiss. That is, to put it simply, to put this kiss slim, simply, <laughs> Peter MJ shares a kiss that is not only beguiling, that is not only titillating, that is not only interesting, that is not only mankind shifting, that is not only life altering, but this kiss is MCU defining type good. This kiss kiss? was not Peter MJ. Let me finish, Miranda. Mm -hmm. I will blow up. This kiss was not only Peter MJ. It wasn't Peter MJ. I'm here to Mm -hmm. confirm something to the audience right here and right now. This kiss was Tom and Zendaya the second, the second they decided to get back together. They shared this kiss. They had an erotic moment. They shared this kiss. They went way harder than John Watts (laughs) told them to. And they decided to start dating again. Fuck me. This is what happened. Single handedly revived Tom Dea. After they shot that, they went back to their trailers or wherever the fuck and they were like, I still love you. And the entire world cheered for them and their love, their love that none of us will ever, 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 ever have. Never. Any type of the same scale. We will all be lower than them in all of our relationships that kiss saved my life you are a literal piece of human rotting smelly (laughs) garbage if you ever if you can ever watch that kiss and not (laughs) feel so enamored by the mere concept of love and the constitution of marriage because they (laughs) shared that stupid kiss and they went back in their trailers and tom holland got down on one knee and they are engaged (laughs) that kiss changed the world you guys don't get it you're laughing now miranda but in 20 years times i'm gonna be teaching a college course called tom dea and that is going to be on the final is the no way home peter mj kiss you shut up if you don't understand that kiss. That kiss, and I'm sorry, this is in moments like this where I understand that John Watts is my husband. That kiss was made for the Tom Dez. That kiss, oh my God, I literally feel like I could throw my desk across the room. That kiss changed the world. I'm not exaggerating. I am someone who has legitimately studied pop culture. I'm actually someone who plans to graduate with a degree in television, radio, and film, all this stuff. And that kiss changed the, the way that we conduct our lives. There's never been a kiss. I'm not just talking on screen. I'm talking about in general. There's never been a kiss so passionate. There's never been a kiss so, so Blake lively. So lively. So, exu- 
so exuberant, so, so colorful. I mean, that kiss, the crazy thing is they kissed. And I felt it. My, I mean, my, my heart. I felt a jolt in my heart, like it was sort of electricity. And then my body sort of jolted and thrust it towards the screen. And it was like I was, I mean, it was, something was pulling me. I was, I was in it. I was a part of it. I was, I was sharing this moment with them. You guys don't understand. I mean, if you watch that kiss and you didn't feel something, you're fucking convoluted. And I hate you. I want you six feet under. Stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> what was fucking crazy about that kiss? Uh-huh. Is it's right after Peter's like, what if everybody forgot who Peter Parker was? So it's not just the the passion within just watching that kiss. It is the understanding that this is a goodbye. This is a, you are about to forget our entire love story kiss. But I, Peter Parker, will remember for the rest of my life and always yearn for you. Like, what the actual flying you know i think what's so beautiful about this kiss and this is being getting serious peter parker so like you said you know he was admitting you're not gonna remember me and i'm gonna remember you and what was so beautiful about this kiss is you know for mj it was this goodbye it was this i'm so upset i wish this didn't because she even said you know was there another option we can figure something out all this stuff and for peter it was a goodbye but it was like a you don't need to worry you're gonna forget who i am but you'll always be my dream girl. It doesn't matter if you don't fall back in love with me. You're it for me. And that's like, you know, Toby Spider-Man. They were talking about girlfriends, right? And Toby Spidey was like, oh, it's complicated, you know, whatever. Because, I mean, yeah, him and MJ ended up together. But it wasn't this formal, they're married, they're whatever, they're this, they're that. It was just like, mm-hmm. a, okay, it's implied they're together. And that was, what, 20 years ago, basically? So... It's this implication that, no, like, he's made for you. And it was Peter being like, and I want you to know, and I'm sorry to bring this up, but when I saw Call Me By Your Name for the first time, I was very affected because, no, let me say something, please. (laughs) I was very affected because I hate romance. I I really, I've never connected with romance films before. Even when I try to be, even when I have a huge crush and I think love is great, whatever, and I listen to love songs. Romance movies, I just, I hate, there's always some sort of like, they're just not realistic and whatever. Call Me By Your Name was the first romance film, or only romance film, I guess, that I saw that I was like, whoa, this is like crazy. Probably because it took place in Italy and I love Italy. But, you know, whatever. And their kiss that's always mentioned as the biggest, like, passionate, passionate kiss People always bring it up when they're talking about Timothy Chalamet's acting skills, whatever, is their final kiss. And it's them. Have you seen the movie? Yes. Okay, it's them. But once. It's after. It's after they, he throws up and then it's them against the wall and they kiss. And it's really passionate. I mean, you really would think that, you know, Timothy's in love with this cannibal, supposed cannibal. But so they kiss. And I was watching the Peter MJ scene and I was like, there's something special about a final kiss. Mm. And I, I I need to get some sort of partner so I can break up with them and have a final kiss because and then on today on the way home I was listening to Miley Cyrus and she was singing I forget what song it was. Oh, it was Put You Down Slow, Love You Goodbye. What song is that? <laughs> 
It's... I know that you're wrong for me. What song is that? Does it hate me? Gotta wish we never met on the day of... No. Hold on. Angels Like You. It's Angels Like Mm. You. And she goes, I'll put you down slow, love you, goodbye. And then she's describing this sort of goodbye sex. And I learned from the One Direction song, Love You Goodbye, the love you goodbye means one last fuck, essentially. And I, with this Peter, I'm, 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 I'm so totally moved by this concept of in order to be better, we need to be apart. But that doesn't mean we can't enjoy these last five seconds no, together. I don't want it, though. I don't want that. Here's a huge apart. plot hole that I find, right? So Peter says it's going to be the whole, you're not going to remember me, blah, blah, blah. And then he swings away, right? And I'm watching them and I'm going, are they going to be standing then in this rubbish wondering how the I hell they got there? I was wondering the same thing. I was wondering right? the same exact because thing. Because Peter had to leave, right? Because I was like, if Peter didn't leave, this wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because they would literally just all of a sudden be like, hi, who are you? Yeah. Like, okay, that won't make sense. So Peter's going to leave, right? And then Peter left. But I'm like, but they're still here. They're still yeah. in the middle of the Statue of Liberty mess. So what the hell are they going to be thinking about that? I know. And, it's like, I was thinking and they same. never mentioned they know Spider-Man. So, you know, what? what is, I mean, Miranda and I have talked about this so much. There are so many plot There's holes on so the multiverse. There's so many plot holes. But just let me just talk about the ending really quick. I left, Julia and I talked about this off the podcast. We both left the movie genuinely upset and angry yeah, and like upset. numb and empty. But the one of the main things I was feeling, to be honest, when I left the movie was I am pissed at Peter Parker. I'm not going to lie to you. Why the fuck did you not tell MJ and Ned? I don't care. You think... Tell Their life what. is better off who he was, like how he was going to go be like, I'm Peter Parker, you don't know me, but like, blah, blah, blah Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, I understand classic superhero is like, you know, it's actually better for my loved ones. They're safer if they don't associate with me, blah, blah, blah. But fuck you, Peter Parker. Go tell them. MJ <laughs> literally, especially Zendaya's MJ, is like, wants to be part of it she literally said like i don't regret anything that i did i'm here for you always she's like right. i'm gonna figure it out if you don't tell me she wants to be i part know she was pissed at him she was like you better you better tell me yeah. yeah i mean here's the thing this is my toxic trait when it comes to television radio and film i am always attracted to characters and by attracted i don't mean sexually i just mean you know drawn to characters that are obsessed with being like the bigger better person and being selfless so my first example of course is on dare from elite on dare gets cancer he doesn't tell anybody he literally thinks he's gonna die he doesn't even tell anybody Wait, in order to this? spare his boy from elite on dare okay you yeah. have you wouldn't know so then he tells everybody whatever he has cancer but then in order to spare his boyfriend he tells his boyfriend he cheated on him to get his boyfriend to break up with him because he doesn't want to break up with his boyfriend because he overhears his boyfriend saying being with him is like being trapped in hell. So he tells his boyfriend he cheated on him, which is not true in the slightest, and he loves his boyfriend more than anything. So his boyfriend obviously breaks up with him, moves out of his house, obviously, all this stuff. And he's always doing stuff like that. To He, he wants to tell the, the FBI that he committed the murder he didn't he didn't 
He didn't. He just wants to say these things because he just wants to be so selfless and, you know, make everyone else happy and he'll suffer. And Peter Parker does the same thing. And it made me so upset because that scene where he goes into the coffee shop and he's like going to tell MJ and then he just decides to, you know, let it go and whatever. That's exactly what like Andara did as well. And I'm literally, it makes me sad because you know what? You're the better, you're the bigger person. I wouldn't do that shit. Are you kidding me? I'd be storming in. Hi, I would, you know, I took a video of me and MJ, Kiki, and, and I play it back for her. Hey, Babs, you, you remember it was a race, but this is me. This is me. Because what the hell, Peter? I mean, and you know what? It makes perfect sense. Like, I, I understand yeah. the way that movies need to progress, especially if there's three more movies, whatever. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. There was this happy ending of everyone forgot who's Peter Parker, except for... MJ and Ned and what blah, and they're all going to college. I totally understand that would just be so pointless and whatever. But I mean, I've never, like I said, I don't like romance. I really believe, I mean, this Peter and this MJ are just so meant to be. I mean, their two personalities are so perfect for each other. That scene where they're FaceTiming each other, erotic erotic that was sensual i mean because that's the sweetest thing you can do to somebody lay on facetime and i'm sorry okay i want to talk to the person who decided that peter's leg needed to be up with his pants half the way up his knees (laughs) with a little blanket on a couch because i'm sorry that's way too realistic for me who did that (laughs) johnny boy was that you was that you referring to our late night facetimes together baby He's what? also He's wearing, wearing MJ's MJ shirt. shirt. Right. Which by the way, Zendaya said in an interview was one of her favorite moments of the full of the whole movie. She thinks it's so cute. So who made that decision? Because that's beautiful. I mean, this is my favorite this is why I get so horny when I think about the concept of cinema. Because what's so beautiful about film is when you add in little details that have nothing to do with the dialogue, nothing to do with the plot, all this stuff. But it's this stupid, it's like the positioning of the actor, it's the positioning of like the books in the background, something stupid like that. And it means so much mm-hmm. yeah. for Peter Parker to be in that exact position. And I don't know if I'm reading into it. Maybe it was, you know, Tom Holland just went into that position, whatever. But for Peter Parker to be in the I mean, it's the position of this like boy that is just in love and obsessed with the person he's FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And, and I'm also- a 20-year-old college student who can literally say this. For a fact, that's what it is. And also during that FaceTime, MJ's line delivery of being like, yeah, I'm so positive. I love people. They're so great. Like, so, so, so well done. Zendaya, take your Oscar, please. And, but also, let me return back to talking about the ending. I understand what you're saying about, like, it would have been weird if, to be honest, it would have been really weird if Spider-Man moved to Boston and, like, you know, his college years were in Boston and not New York City. I just can't imagine Spider-Man not being in New York. Yeah. But, actually, where are they going to go from here? They have to start Where over. are they going to go? I have like, no everything, idea. everything is gone because nobody remembers it besides Peter. There's, It's like none of the last three movies ever even happened. 
I'm so sad. Like, you know what? what? And I want to fuck myself up the ass because, like, I'm so pissed. <laughs> and I can't – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, can't, I can't get over the fact – what you just said struck a chord me right now that I want to punch my laptop screen right now and end this podcast forever and delete myself. From my, you know what? I'm going to pull Peter Parker. Everybody forget that Julia Peterkins is Julia Peter – oh, yeah. I'm so pissed. Okay? Here's the thing. What the hell? I hate the fact that you just said that. Fuck you, Miranda. I'm pissed. You're welcome. You just said the last two movies didn't even happen. Fuck off. Okay? Here's the thing. <laughs> Peter Parker is fucking no, but nobody knows who he is. I'm, I'm vile. I'm ravished. I'm fuming right now. Nobody knows this fucking boy. Nobody has a single memory of it. I'm pissed. I'm going to pee on myself. I'm so mad. Okay? And here's the thing. Here's something that I need to talk about right now. I'm going to explore right now in oblivion. Okay? Miranda and I were saying our only hope is that the spell doesn't work on people who do not live on Earth. Mm-hmm. Because Doctor Strange purposefully said, who does it affect? Everybody in this world. In the beginning, Miranda, what did they say in the little investigation room, in the interrogation room? They say Nick Fury Nick is Fury's off been off-world for the past year. Nick Fury is going to remember Peter Parker. I'm, I'm going to fucking punch a light. I'm going to blow up right now. <laughs> I'm just so mad because Peter – here's what's frustrating to me, right? The only thing that was saving Peter was the fact that, yes, he's undergone so much trauma. Yes, he's miserable, all this stuff. But he's had people to talk about it with. He's had Ned, MJ, May, who love him more than life itself. Even, you know, Tony, who want to care for him, who want to help him, who want to talk to him. Now – he still has all that trauma. He still has all this frustration. But nobody, and when I say nobody, I mean nobody in the entire world knows yeah. about anything that has ever happened to him. And if he were to walk up to one of them and be like, hi, I'm Spider-Man and this happened and this happened, like no one would believe him, let's be honest. He is nobody. And I, I, you know, superhero movies people love to like look down upon. But it's just another story. I mean... The day that you get out of this realm of like, oh, this movie's about an animal or this movie's about a superhero or all this stuff, and because of that you don't view it as normal, is the day that like your life completely expands because Peter Parker is not this supernatural being, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's just another, it's another story. It's another character. Same with how if you're watching a, you know, animal movie, it's another character. It's a soul. It's a being. It's a thing. A character is anything with meaning and feeling and who can take action, right? So that's Peter Parker to a T. And imagine yourself right now in high school, regardless of how old you are, imagine yourself in your year of high school, Peter Parker being in your grade. There's no superhero abilities, but this has all happened to him. That's messed up. And he is no one. I mean, I can't even fathom having a partner and having a best friend and you just wake up the next day and they walk past you with zero idea who you are. And you know what? I saw a really powerful tweet that said, Peter Parker must lose in order for Spider-Man to win. I hate that. And it's so upsetting because he honestly didn't ask for any of this. I'm so sorry. But he knows it's his duty. This is what May was telling him. It's his duty. Mm-hmm. To have powers like this, it's literally just your duty to do certain things and, like, save certain people. And it's so upsetting. My Peter deserves something. Listen, this is what I want to happen. I mean, first of all, 
MJ has to figure it out. Sorry, she just does. There's so many potholes. Right. Like, she still has her necklace. It's broken still. Like, how does she think she got it? We have no where idea. Where does she think she got it? Does she still have the pictures of Peter up in her room? Like, what's happening? Second of all, definitely. I, this is super cheesy, but I would not be mad at it if it was a thing of like, true love's kiss restores her memory when she and Peter kiss again or something. I don't care if it's, like, fucking Snow White. I would not be mad if it's some true love's kiss shit restores her entire memory of Peter Parker. Yeah. Can we just... I have a few small things that I want to discuss. Because this episode's already... I I want to say one more thing about Peter MJ, though. And I hate to say this, but if they genuinely have three more movies... I will not be surprised in the slightest if MJ rocks up with a new boo. Yeah. Yeah. Or Peter... Or Peter has a different love. A girl's super into Peter. MJ's still making no advances. And he's like, sure. Because also, because like I said, I was watching Toby's Peter. And something that was very constant in the movie was girls' interest in Peter. Mm Mm-hmm. He has this neighbor that's super enamored with him. Gwen Stacy's in it, all this stuff. So, you know, it won't be surprising if Tom's Peter is like, you know, and he probably won't be passionate towards it. It'll probably be like he's staring at MJ, but he's like, whatever, sure, I'll date you. And he doesn't care at all. Because that was like Toby's Peter as well was, you know, he was putting on acts and stuff for MJ. But I'm going to be super realistic about it and say they're not going to make it super easy if there's three more movies. Here's the thing. People are talking about Gwen Stacy coming in the next trilogy. I would Mm-mm. love... No, I would Mm-mm. love if Gwen Stacy came, but no. not as a romantic interest. Let me finish. First of all, it would make no flying sense if Peter met some new girl and was like, yeah, I'll date you, but I won't date MJ because dating her would hurt her because then she would be close to Spider-Man. Like, the reason that he didn't tell her is because he knows that being close to a superhero like such as himself yeah. is, like, can really affect, badly affect her. So it make no, 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 no sense if he just started dating some other girl. Like, that literally makes Okay, sense. here's my thing but about Gwen Stacy. I would love Stacey. Gwen Stacy His... was there just, like, no. as their friend. Sorry. No, here's my thing about Gwen Stacy. Someone pointed out on Twitter, every single friend in Peter's life, Ned, MJ, and even Flash, are people of color. Yes. And they were like, that's our Peter, that's our man. And it's actually realistic, because he lives in Queens, all this stuff. And someone else quoted it and was like, this is why I don't want... This white, blonde Gwen Stacy. Now, can well, they make a Gwen Stacy yeah. that is not white and blonde? Yeah. 100%. And they could cast me. I think I look great in a blonde wig. It'd be perfect. I could do a little skit with MJ where they think MJ's in danger, but all of a sudden it's revealed that I was dressed up as MJ and I saved myself <laughs> and, you know, all this stuff. But I genuinely think if they introduce you know, a white blonde Gwen for him to do. I mean, and that's just stupid. Because it's yeah. literally, I mean, everyone Peter's been interested in has been non-white. I mean, mm-hmm. you had Laura as Liz and she also was biracial and, you know, all this stuff. So, and we already had Betty who's white and blonde. All this. I mean, I think it'd be fantastic to either A, not introduce her at all. John, please tell me you hear me. Or B, you know, have her be 
Randissimo, any race besides white. Yeah, like, I'll take any. Any. Okay, let me just mention a few things. First of all, I loved the Spidey Sense scenes in this movie. The one where he's, like, recognizing that the Green Goblin is there is so good. I had chills. I was like, what the fuck is Go going on? Go back? What are you talking about? What scene? Spidey I didn't Sense, when... He's like when they're in Happy's apartment and he's like sensing. Yeah, that was great. It was so. That was great. I didn't even know that's what was gonna happen. I had no idea. When Strange, I thought it was gonna be someone else attacking from outside. Yeah, when Doctor Strange like astral projected him and then he was still moving his body. Was Mm -hmm. that Spidey? I think that was like because he has Spidey sense, right? I loved that. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. That was was awesome too because that. That was another example of, like, Spider-Man's way more powerful than we realized. Yeah, exactly. Because Doctor Strange was like, how are you doing that? You're not supposed to be yeah. able to do that. And he trapped yeah. Doctor Strange in the mirror realm. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so proud of him. And this reminded me of when Doc Ock, such a funny name, when he got, like, Peter's nanotech and then Peter's, like, controlling his arms. So cute. That was amazing. I mean, this is the thing, right? We see Peter grow into his own where it's like he can be a little bit confident now because he knows his abilities. He knows he's really a lot more powerful than he even guesses. I mean, sometimes he was doing things he didn't even realize he was capable of. And, you know, that moment with... (laughs) What were you talking about before this? Um, um, Doc Ock or Doctor Strange? With Doctor Strange, yes. That moment where they were in this realm and Peter was like, oh my God, wait, it's just geometry. I loved that so much because I feel like this Peter, we haven't gotten a lot of school moments with, which is fine, whatever. But I loved that. I feel like this movie went so back to the roots of like the origin of, you know, Spidey's comics and like he's supposed to be this nerdy guy and whatever. And Peter was like, You're great at geometry. Like that was so cute. I can't believe you just that said that we haven't way- gotten a lot of school moments when that's like the entirety of homecoming. Leave me alone. No. <laughs> you don't get a lot of I no understand, because like, there's this whole yeah. sequence. There's this whole sequence in I think it's like Spider Man Two where Toby is, you know, in college and the professor's so proud of him, he's answering everything correctly, whatever. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not at all critiquing some Spider-Man. I think it's literally out of 100, I would give it 315. But I'm saying that was just cute, that it was like this remembrance of, okay, yeah, he's not in school in this moment and he's not at all normal, but he f- knows geometry. Mm-hmm. Pat him on the back. Yeah. Okay, also, I don't know if you saw this, Julia, because I haven't talked about it with you. Did you see the very fast clip where Liz Allen is literally on the cover of People magazine? Mm -hmm. Like, what? This is in the beginning. I think he's leaving. That was way too fast. There's no way people would notice that. I only know it because of a tweet that pointed it out. I did notice it, but I think it was helpful. I noticed it too because I know Laura and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I, like, recognize her face really well. But there is that screenshot where... The the caption on the cover of the magazine says, he's a liar. Mm-hmm. And people are like, is she talking about Mysterio or is she talking about Peter? Mm-mm. She's talking about Peter. You think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
She's talking about Peter. She's talking about Peter because it's during this whole sequence of you know it's nobody trusts Spidey and all. That. She's talking about Peter. She's talking about Peter. I don't and know, you know she what? might defend him. And also, why is she famous? I want to know. Exactly. No, that's what we need. To, right. And I think they're going to dive into it. Laura needs a little bit of money, too. She needs to come back. Yeah. That was way too... I mean, I'm glad that they did something with Laura because I love her. But it should have been more. But it should have been more. But that's Real what I'm cameo. saying. Give it to me. Girl. No, no, no. Mia, this is what I'm saying. The actual clip where she appeared, if you blinked, you would have missed it. Yeah. Seriously. So that's what I'm saying. It was way, they should have been a little bit of at least shot of the newsstand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something. Yeah. But those are the, you know, the fun Marvel Easter eggs. They always yeah, kind of do that. I also loved this scene where they're asking Toby about how his webs come out of his body. And Tom's Peter is like, does it come out of anywhere else? Like, we get it. He's obsessed that with his hilarious. penis. <laughs> oh my god because Tom in Holland spider-man it. far from home when he's like yeah it's a little tight tight around the web shooter talking about tom holland cock. i'm gonna say this to you right now peter parker talking about semen is so funny <laughs> oh my god and him and andrew yeah come out until we go no that <laughs> i'm sorry tom tom i want to say this you delivered that perfectly and i know for a fact tom's made web shooters jokes before mm-hmm. i know for a fact but you know what? That was perfect. I mean, <laughs> if I would have read up. a script, if I'm literally, <laughs> if I would have read a script, if I would have read a script, if you just told me to read a script for fun, one of the lines in there would be, "Do the webs come out of anyone else?" I mean, that I mean, yeah. Shut up, Tom. That was so good. I mean, here's the great thing about that. This is why I'm saying the movie was great at addressing like fan theories and fan questions and fan observations. Because that's the thing. That's the thing is, you know, why did Toby's body shoot at webs and Andrews and Tom's didn't, right? Mm -hmm. That was the thing. So then that was awesome. And you know what? I'm upset that they don't get to share their experience, but I love the fact that they made a semen joke. Boom. It's perfect. It's what all movies need. You know what? If the reincarnations cannot shoot it out of their bodies, they at least got to make a penis joke. That's what we've agreed on. I think it's genius. I have so many questions about this movie. This movie was simultaneously the best movie I've ever seen and the worst movie I've the ever worst. seen. I have the worst. I've never, ever felt so conflicted about a uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Conflicted about a movie. I, I don't know what else to say, you guys. I know we have more that we could talk about, but like... You know, I was telling Miranda, you guys, before this, I said, I'm the type of person, I love Tom and Zendaya, right? Sue me. So I said, I'm the type of person that goes to a movie and says, this could be the best movie ever. I saw The Greatest Showman. I saw Dune. I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. And I saw Euphoria. Every single movie, I left going, you know what? I was even dumber than I thought. It's even better than the best movie I've ever seen. It's perfect, it's perfect, it's perfect, it's perfect. Every single one of them I said, it's perfect, couldn't be better, couldn't be better. Spider-Man No Way Home, I did the same thing. I said, it's going to be the best movie I've ever seen in my life. And I left it and I said, I don't want to live forever. This movie... (laughs) I've never been so, like, I was like, okay. 
You know how okay. I know this movie affected you so much? You did not text me after. All you said was, mm-hmm. is there a second post credit scene? And I was mm-hmm. shocked. Because the other thing is when, mm-hmm. the thing is that when I, since I saw it before and Julia was obviously upset that she wasn't seeing it with me, she was like, you have to text me after. You have to give me something, some little tiny, tiny spoiler. Yeah. And so I text her after and she's like, give me something. I'm like, yeah, I actually can't. Like, I did tell you some stuff, but I was in my head. I was like, I can't tell Julia this, but I am so wildly upset right now. Because the way that movie ended, like, what the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Yeah, I mean, I've never, you know, even when I say I'm speechless, I'm not truly speechless. Like, I still text certain people about stuff. Like, when Tom and Danae were caught kissing, yeah, I was speechless, but I was still, like, somewhat mm-hmm. talking about it with Miranda and stuff. I mean, this movie, people didn't even know I had seen it. Because I was genuinely not doing anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never been so just lost, I think maybe is the word, of like no direction, confused what to do. I mean, I'm upset and I I think I think I'm convinced, you know, John Watts and I have a connection and we don't, but I I want to believe it and it's just weird because I plan. I plan with movies like this. Like I said, like The Greatest Showman, Dune, Euphoria, you know, not a movie, but Spider-Man 1 and 2, all this stuff I plan and I say, you know, you're going to have the best experience. You're going to text this after it. you got to do this. you got to do this. You're going to do that. And this movie just slapped me on the ass and called me Binky. I mean, I've <laughs> never been so... I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I imagine this is what it feels like when your relationship is going perfect and all of a sudden you find out they're cheating on you. You just, out of nowhere, you, huh? I mean, this is what I didn't even... I've never been so flabbergasted in my life. And you, you guys don't flabbergasted all the time. I've never been so flabbergasted. And I, you know, it's Doctor Strange minus the doctor. It was cool and unusual. I mean, I, I've never, I've never felt this way before. And I was telling Miranda, I have this theory that when you watch trilogy movies, the second is always the best because the characters are established. The relationships are, you know, already been dived into a little bit. It's not ending, so they have fun. The second movie is also always when they tend to travel. Think about Cheetah Girls 2. They traveled to Barcelona. Think about High School Musical 2. They were in, you know, the Springs, the Palm Springs, whatever. Think about Spider-Man Far From Home, right? They're in Italy, they're in Prague, they're in all these places, right? They're in Holland. That was so cute, Tom Holland and Holland, you know what I mean? It was such a joke, whatever. And I feel great. And you know what? Spider-Man Far From Home is remaining my comfort movie. Fuck you, Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. I'm pissed. Like, what the hell are you going to do for me? They're, I'm not watching that when I'm trying to fall asleep. I'm not watching that when I want good vibes. I'm not watching that when I want to tingle my vagina. No. I'm watching that when nothing. I need to feel something. And not just feel something, but feel the heaviest wave of emotions anyone could ever feel. Ever. 
I'm going to watch that when, like, someone in my life dies. Literally. And I need to, like, you know, feel the equivalent of, like, drowning. Can we, let me just bring something up to end us on a little bit of a happier note. Something we didn't discuss in last week's Tom Day episode because it hadn't happened yet when we recorded, which is Zendaya's Instagram post being like, my Spider-Man, some things never change and good thing. She's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Stupid. Okay. That's Stupid how good it is. Yeah. Okay. Also, Zendaya, if you're listening, I know you are. I know you're a big fan of the Pian Raspberry. Oh, for fact. Post the goddamn No Way Home oh photo. Oh my god, I'm so pissed, I'm right? I'm so pissed. I'm the so only done thing with her. That could bring me out of this hole of No Way Home depression is her post of photos from filming. She's edging us. She's edging us. She's dirking us off and she's not letting us release. <laughs> she's edging. She, what the hell? Post it, Zendaya. You're so stupid. Can't even and handle. post your post your premiere look. Like what is post happening? The premiere look. What the hell? She posted Tom for she posted herself. Is it opposite day? Who's the Virgo here? No. It's not her. Value yourself before you value your boyfriend. I don't care who I'm he like is. I'm so pissed right now. I'm so pissed. We are angry. This is how we're ending First season Zendaya. two. First Zendaya, you dumb bitch. You don't even remember Peter Parker. Okay. <laughs> And then you're not even post, but then all of a sudden you're posting him, and then you say, "Oh my Spider!" I thought you didn't know who Spider Man was. So how you talk? How you talking to Tom Holland? Like what the hell are you doing, you stupid? I'm pissed. I'm so pissed right now. I like seriously, like seriously, I want to refund on my tickets. I'm pissed. I'm so pissed. What the hell? Are you pissed? I'm so pissed. <laughs> Are you pissing your pants? I'm I'm (laughs) peeing. You know what's in there? There's two things I am not. Miranda and I were talking about this before this show. Miranda, tell them what it is, the two things. You're not a piss queen, and you're not Mm -hmm. a burp queen. I'm not either. I'm going to burp and piss my pants right now and react to you stupid MJ, stupid, stupid little, oh, who are you to Peter? Stupid. I'm going to piss. I'm going to burp. Just for you, because I'm pissed. Pissed. Do it. Go ahead. Go ahead, babes. I'm I'm not a puke We're queen listening. either. I can't I can't make myself vom. I'm st- I can vomit <laughs> on you. Stupid Zendaya. Stupid MJ. Stupid stupid Peter. So you know what? The only stupid su- Peter, smart person was that stupid MJ. ass movie was Flash. Smart Flash. Flash was getting his coin. He knows mm. what's up. Flash is. I'm 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 so pissed. I'm like I, I can't. I feel like I'm lactose intolerant to this stupid ass movie. This movie's lactose. I'm like, I can't. I'm Spider Man No Way Home intolerant. <laughs> Guys, so upset. This is we're ending season two of the Pian Raspberry. Oh my god, on an finale. angry note. Which oh, honestly is now fitting. Now I feel bad. No, I don't care. It's fitting. <laughs> we're going into 2022. COVID is back on the rise. Everything is fucked. Yeah. We're I this movie ruined our lives. I'm pissed. We should all be pissed. Mm-hmm. You're right. Let's be pissed. Together. You know, I, I, I think at this point, and I, I want to say this to my listeners because I think they they value, you know, Miranda and I's speech, right? So I want to say this to everybody who's listening right now, right here, right now, in this moment, in this century, in this second. The past two years have been a shit show. 
And there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, a lot of it has been contributed to a pandemic. So at this point, it's like, whatever. I think this episode has taught us the lesson we do is that we go into 2020 with anger. We go into 2020 with pessimism. We go into it pessimistic. We go into it mad. We go into it swinging. We go into it remembering how Michelle Jones Watson has betrayed us. We go into it remembering how they were denied from MIT. We go into it thinking about how Peter Parker is stupid. We go into it thinking about all of this. We go into it mad. And we channel it all. And we live the year that way. And slowly, if you release it all, maybe by December 2022, we'll be a little bit somewhat smiling. I don't know. (laughs) But this is how we conduct our lives. You rant constantly, you complain constantly, and you burp and you pee your pants. (laughs) And I think it'll make us better humans. And I think we'll make the mistakes or we'll avoid the mistakes that Peter Parker could not. Okay? So with that, I want to say I love you guys. And I also want to say that next semester I'll be in Copenhagen, Denmark. So don't try to reach me. (laughs) Don't try to reach me during Eastern hours. I'm in Copenhagen time, whatever that may be. I think it's six hours ahead. Listen, do not quote us on any advice we have given. We -hmm. don't know what we're doing. But yeah, happy end of season two. This is a very interesting but fitting vibe to end on. Um, We are already planning for season three, but we Mm -hmm. will be taking a few months off just like we did in between season one and two. We will miss you dearly. Please DM us. Please, anything else you want to discuss with us about Spider-Man No Way Home that we did not talk about in this episode, please DM us. Please email us. Let us know. The email address and Instagrams are in the podcast description. We will discuss. I mean, we'll be pissed about it, but we'll talk about it. So, you know. Yeah, wait. This is, okay, this is one more thing I wanted to say. So, a lot of people contact me being like, when's your next episode? When's this? When that? you got to follow us on Instagram. That's yeah. where we post all of our updates. If anything ever happens with the podcast, we post it on our stories. Even if something's not happening with the podcast, you know, we'll go back and post snippets, all this stuff. It's really important. Miranda's is Miranda dot. McGillivray. Jesus Christ. Miranda.McGillivray. <laughs> it's in the Instagram description because I know y'all can't spell that. Yeah, okay. And the mine Instagram is Julia Peterkins. Like Peter is in Peter Parker. You know, people have asked me before if, yeah. you know, the Peterkins things comes from Peter Parker. And I'm like, no, that's just simply my last name. But my mom wanted to name my brother Peter. Anyways. Follow us on Instagram. That's, like, really important if you want to get updates and stuff. Like Miranda said, we are working on season three. Don't worry. We would never leave you guys dry and hanging. I'm very upset that this is ending. But I also want to say thank you guys so much for an amazing season. Yeah, we have literally gotten seriously. so many downloads. And I was just telling Miranda before this how yesterday I was at a scholarship thing, whatever. And we were talking about my podcast and everyone was gassing me up so much, saying it's so good. And we have so many downloads and all that stuff. And that would not be possible without you guys. Literally, without you guys, we'd have zero downloads. It would not be considered anything noteworthy, and none of this would matter. So I'm extremely thankful that, you know, you guys actually listen to us say such stupid things. So thank you endlessly, and I'm going to miss you guys, but we will be back way quicker than you even know it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we do this for you guys. So Time will pass don't so even fast. Worry. Don't worry about it. 
Mm-hmm. Season three is going to be a little bit different, a little bit fun, a little bit yeah, I'm so participatory excited. with our audience. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoy. We really hope you enjoyed season two. Please go back, re-listen, listen to any episodes you might have missed. As Julia said, we are so, so, so thankful for how this season went. It really has been, honestly, quite different from season one. We've been way busier with school. We're both juniors. Yeah. It's been a journey, but I'm really happy with how this season turned out. And I will say, I mean, you know, it's been really hard. I just got my grades back. I got another 4.0. Everyone so cheer. Awesome. I cannot imagine getting a 4.0 in college. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will say it's been so hard, like not even just school-wise, but in general. We're living through a pandemic, which is really yeah. scary. And like I said, I just got COVID, which is, I couldn't even believe I got it. And I just want to say, like, thank you guys for giving us this platform to, you know, yes, it's hard for Miranda and I to edit. Yes, it's hard for us to find the time to record and stuff. But when we do, it's my favorite time Mm -hmm. of the week. And, you know, this is all I want in life. So if I do genuinely make it someday, please refer back to this and be like, whoa, you know, she really wanted this. And it's because of you guys that it'll happen, I'm sure. So, well, not if I do it, but when I do it, you know, because we got to talk like that. So thank you guys so much, seriously, for listening to this season I totally forgot to even mention it's the season finale, but thank you for sticking around for so long. Yeah. And thank you to all the people who DM us. And if you're ever nervous to reach out to us or anything, like, please don't please be don't like, be. We love Miranda so and I much. respond to every message. We love talking to you guys. And like, it helps us so much too, to know what we should do moving forward. And like Miranda said, the next season's going to be very different. So if we do post on our Instagrams and stuff, asking for your guys' advice, like, please interact. Cause it's, it just makes it so much more interesting if we're talking about stuff you guys actually care about. So mm-hmm. Let us know. And I love talking about Spider-Man No With Home with you guys. Like Marina said, if you want to text us about anything more, do it, you nerds. Sorry this episode was so long, but there was simply so much to talk about. Thank (laughs) you for listening. This episode was so long. I I don't even think you can apologize for it. It was so necessary. Yeah. Yes. Please, everyone, have a happy new year. Mm Mm-hmm. I know we're being super pessimistic, but I really hope this year brings something better than this last year. Mm-hmm. So wishing you all the best. We love you so very much. Love you guys and thank you for everything always. And Peter Parker, you can go suck my. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed another episode of Miranda and I going on about God knows what this time. If you'd like to hear more of our ramblings, come back every Wednesday for another glimpse into the one small but strong brain cell Julia and I share. Unless, of course, this is our season finale. Well, yeah, but we would have specified that before this outro, right? I want to say yes, but it also seems like something we forget, seeing as you've just pinned us as girls with literally half a brain cell each, so... Well, I assume that brain cell was three-fourths mine, and you had that 25% all to yourself. As Miranda has made clear, join us next week or go back to our previous episodes to keep you quenched for the next seven days. I'm Julia. And I'm Miranda. Thanks for listening to us. Put Put the the P P in raspberry. Miranda, you were like really behind on that. That that was weird. I wasn't behind. You were, Miss Three-Fourths Brain Cell. You absolutely were. Okay, well, you just talk fast, and I was taking my time.
Leos are always taking their time, and it's like, for what exactly? For what? Uh, it sounded good. Our audience loved it. It sounded good. And you know what? 